Check us out in Michigan on the first weekend of November at Grand Rapids Comic Con. Hope to see you there. This episode brought to you by Stamps.com. Why go to the store to get stamps when you can have them printed right at home for your convenience? Also brought to you by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. There's only one way to wrap up Nostalgia Ween this year. You guessed it, it's Stephen King time! <laughs> talking about some of King's better movies and miniseries recently, ranging from not that bad to pretty decent to actually really good. But this year, let's return to some good old-fashioned trash. This fits the bill. Thinner is the 1996 film that's such a good idea it honestly should have written itself. A fat man is cursed by a gypsy after killing his daughter, which causes him to constantly lose weight. At first it's a blessing, but he eventually starts wasting away to nothing no matter how much food he eats. This could have been a supernatural character study or comedic commentary if it focused on how something as seemingly simple as a person's weight can completely alter someone's life. But much like M. Night Shyamalan, you can't just have five people stuck in an elevator with a killer. No, no. You have to have something bonkers like make one of them the devil and Toast predicts the future and all sorts of stupid crazy ass shit. By howdy, that's what this film does. We get goddamn animal people, mafia shootouts, exploding slingshots, rotting mutants. It gives into King's favorite flaw, tossing out ingeniously simple with craptastically complicated. Directed by the same guy who's given us a fair share of goofy horror. This film fails at being a decent suspense, but succeeds at being another balls-to-the-wall what-the-hell-is-going-on experience. So let's take a look at another King hot mess. This is gonna be so much fun to return to one of these thinner. We open on our main character, Billy Halleck, played by Jimmy Glick, I mean Robert John Burke, who's a lawyer and a family man about to defend a client supposedly in the mafia named Richie Ginelli, played by Joe Montagna. Well? 297. Billy, you were 297 last week. Well, it takes some time for these diets to work. I've been drinking as many Grimace shakes as I can. Yo, sir, this is justice. This is not justice. Heidi, what are you doing to me? Have you always wanted me to do to you in the back seat of your father's car? I'm proving my love. I'm just going through that 90s phase where thin, hot wives date doughy, weird husbands. Promise, sweetheart. I go to wipe out the tacklias in art science. Okay, I can buy the daughter of a lawyer would be into Godfather, but if she's quoting it this much, she wouldn't look like a Saved by the Bell extra. She looked like one of the weirder side characters from Daria. Has there ever been a price on your head prior to this current matter? Who was it that took a contract out on your life three years ago? So I will say for the time period, the fat suit isn't bad. There's definitely been some embarrassing ones over the years, but for 1996, this is decently done. Certainly less dated than the shtick of the mafia guy saying, I owe you big time. No, really, he says that. I'm still gonna owe you big time. <laughs> Maybe don't write lines that sound like movies you were mocking a second ago. 
So when does the great white shark attack this town anyway? This is the most supernatural things welcome suburb I've ever seen. You got it, mister. <laughs> That's a good start. Do you see that gypsy piece of ass down there? Give her this quarter. Tell her to raise her skirt. I heard that. No, really, that's what they do. As soon as he gets down there, she does raise it up. Cause yeah, that'll show him. Look at that disgusting display. Yes, sir. Actually, the prejudices, I guess, are very Judge Claude Frollo, too. See what's going on here? We've been invaded by a bunch of filthy, thieving gypsies. They bring disease, crime, and prostitution. What kind of fun is that? Fox News introduced me to a very good documentary about them. I know what they're up to. No, no, Mr. King, you're the wrong nutty professor. It's the Eddie Murphy one that comes out this year that we're trying to cash in on. What are you looking at? Nothing. Nothing. Fine. And why do you portray us like Disney cartoons? Aren't you supposed to be a celebrated writer? Still thinking about food? <laughs> Bill's wife starts to go down on him while he's driving, resulting in him crashing into the gypsy's daughter in a rather impressive stunt. <laughs> was amazing! See if she can make me regurgitate something I didn't mean to swallow. Bill said to show up in court to discuss the unfortunate death. So you're gonna totally get off? There's nothing to get off from. Wow, way to throw your wife under the tires! After the gypsy, of course. At the hearing, everyone seems to be on Bill's side. Did you breathalyze? Mr. Halleck was as sober as a judge. Don't give me that. I'm drunk as hell and you know it. I find you all boring! You drive. He gets off without getting charged, obviously to the dismay of the gypsy's father. Finner. As Michael Constantine is the gypsy's father, even though he looks like an expired buddy Hackett turning into a toasted marshmallow jelly bean. Being gypsy, I will talk to your animals, and I was speaking to the sheep. Those liars don't believe a word. Did you weigh yourself? Yeah, I put on weight. Can't imagine why. Can't be the grocery aisle of chips you lay out for me every morning. That is 14 pounds in seven days. He does start losing weight, though, despite his diet not changing in the slightest. I give Billy $5 to run you over in that golf cart. Give me a little kiss, sweetheart. Right here. Right in this pillow. Clearly shoved down my slacks. Yet, despite the fat suit being okay, the slimming makeup can sometimes be a little off. Like, look at this. He looks like Station from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That's over 40 pounds in two weeks? The weight loss is happening so fast, though, his wife wants him to go to the doctor to get some tests. Your blood work is five by five. Cholesterol, triglycerides, down. Your hex count is really high, but thankfully your midichlorians will balance that out. You're good. He even goes to get new suits. Maybe too much to the tailor's delight. Well, <clears throat> let's do it. Allow me to measure your crotch with my tongue this time! <clears throat> Jesus Christ, I was kidding! What the hell is seriously wrong with this dude?! This diet, what is it? I've tried all the others. Eating chocolate, tongue-cleaning zippers, what's the secret, Gypsy Curse? Oh, I've been meaning to try that! I still hear it's safer than Atkins. Is there such a thing as, like, male menopause? What are you trying to say, Lynn? Almost instantly, I guess Bill turns into an asshole! Which I guess makes sense as he too is afraid he's losing weight too fast, but they don't really ride him well as an asshole. Maybe part of it is he didn't have a ton of character before, but he was likable enough. Okay, he was no angel, but he was a bit of a goofball. He got along with his kid. He tried doing well by his wife. But literally, in one scene, we're supposed to suddenly see him as a monster. 
Even his family is acting like suddenly he's the worst thing ever. I'm worried about you. Eat all you want and still lose the weight. I hate men's metabolism. You should. I give a beer, I lose like 10 pounds. Our bodies aren't fair. As if it's my fault. I'm sorry. Was I giving myself a blowjob just then? I can't help if my snossage is irresistible. He asks his wife's doctor friend about seeing a specialist, but he doesn't have many answers either. I'm not a tapeworm, in other words. So, uh, what does he recommend? Well, for starters, getting makeup to look at your ear falling off. Is that part of the curse, too? Wonder if anyone else involved with the hearing was affected, too. He checks in on the judge. Did the old man touch? What does that have to do with... <laughs> Elizabeth Franz plays the judge's wife, as she has a ball with this short supporting role. You'll need this. <laughs> Maybe because she picked up, she has to deliver some of the dumbest news early on. He touched him, and then he whispered something in his ear. What did he say? Lizard. What? Turning him to scales. His evolution in reverse. I'm sorry, are we like three supervillain origin stories? Where the hell did this come from? His hands were like claws. His eyes were just like pieces of tinfoil. And his nose. You know, usually I say it's creepier to describe a monster than to actually see it, but I don't know, I'm getting some serious Mondo Gecko vibes here. This is ridiculous. Have a nice day, the glassman, Billy. <laughs> I hear the food's good. <laughs> no, really, it's only a few minutes, but this is up there with some of King's kookier performances. It's pretty great. Yes, you tell me what you believe then. You hear me? <laughs> you should see what happened to my son. The gypsy went up to him and whispered, balls. You can guess where I went from there. You tell me what you believe then. Organized crime ought to fix this up. Yeah, Billy, what can I do for you? Do you believe gypsies can curse people? Well, I was in baby's day out, does that count? Thank God the head of the mafia's mother just happens to be an expert on gypsy curses. She says that whoever puts it on has to take it off. No one else can do it. Oh my God, I miss this bad writing. I miss this bad writing. Oh, why was I wasting time on Quality King when I could have been watching? Oh sure, the gangster's mother knows all about gypsies turning people into Rango. Why would you think that's a weird question? He goes to the cop's house, who was also part of the hearing, but it appears I fell victim to one of Cadet Francis's more unique pranks. I want to find the old guy. Oh, you think he put a curse on you? Oh yes, he whispered in my ear, Dick Tracy villain, and this is what God's colorful palette had in store for me. Are you find him, Billy. We find out there was more of a cover-up than we were originally led to believe, with the three of them altering the facts to get Billy off the hook. The officer sees his time is over, so he begs Billy to put an end to the gypsy. Snivel up to him and say, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, gosh, I'll be so sorry. The curse also turned him into drunk Goofy, I guess. Take the gun! Shoot him, heaven! If he put a curse on you! I am not an animal! I am a model for a Toxic Crusaders toy! <laughs> oh, he also cursed me with explosive diarrhea. I was ironically constipated the week before. Hello, I'm that voice you kind of associate with Halloween. I know I sound like that voice you kind of associate with Christmas, but we're two totally different things. Kind of? Shut up. This holiday season, you're all about the money, and you can win lots of money with prize picks. 
Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than. Hunt two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Ooh, scary. I absolutely love it. Testing my skills and prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 in just a few taps. Meow. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. In fact, Prize picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Ooh, that one's abstract. Uncomfortably weird. I was amazed not only how quickly it was to set up, but how easy it was to follow and how to pick players. As mentioned before, you just pick more than or less than and instantly make the game more exciting. Ooh, that's... something, but not as something as this special offer. Go to prizepicks.com nostalgia and use the code nostalgia for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com nostalgia and use the code nostalgia for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Here's a zombie witch if that's a thing. Does this count? I don't know. Stamps. The holiday rush means more mailing and shipping for your business, but it doesn't have to mean more stress. Stamps.com has been helping businesses like yours save time and money for 25 years, and it can help you get ready for the holiday ramp up. All you need is Stamps.com's premium rates for your postage needs. So does that. With Stamps.com, all you need is a computer and printer. They even send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get started. Now, taking care of orders on the go is easier with the Stamps.com mobile app. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. Die! Okay, that one literally got me. Clowns are stupid. If you sell products online, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Get huge carrier discounts up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates to help your bottom line. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. Get access to what you need right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Halloween, huh? <coughs> Get your business ready for the holiday rush. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up at Stamps.com nostalgia for a special offer that includes a four-week free trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com nostalgia. Trick or treat. Spider-Man 2 every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there. Billy returns home being driven more and more insane by his constant weight loss. And you know, he's missing out on the overacting. Why don't you throw him a bone movie? I'm being erased. Don't worry, Jim Carrey as the Riddler is clearly filling in for you.
The next day, he sees the doctor's car at his house. Oh, he's just reacting to doctors flirting and backstabbing in Stephen King movies. As he's totally flirting with Bill's wife and backstabbing him. What kind of legal action? The kind that will force you to return to the Glassman Clinic before it's too late. You're wasting away into a... thin suit? I don't know what we call it. Bill leaves the two of them in search for the gypsies, literally eating chips while he drives. Okay, are you Theodore in the opening of Alvin and the Chipmunks? You literally always have to be seen with food. And he makes his way to Christopher Wallace Shawn Lloyd to find them. But it turns out there's a reward for his return, which seems a touch extreme, but not as extreme as the following scene. He puts together all carnies or gypsies and locates the old man to try and force him to reverse the curse. This results in a slingshot chase. Don't worry, it gets sillier. As the lizard man shows up to give him a lift. Ah! Floor it, Pascal, before Daz the Mess to society gets us. You and I are gonna get that gypsy bastard. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, I'm high. Okay, to be fair, this is revealed to be a dream sequence. But again, there's literally lizard people and those things from Eye of the Beholder running around. It is kind of bad how easily you accepted that, right? Oh, but there is a reason for that dream, as Billy calls the judge's wife and discovers he's dead. And of course, she reveals it in the most bizarre way. Can I speak with Carrie, please? Carrie can't come to the phone right now. Yesterday, he drove his Lincoln into a gas truck. Okay, that's already a weird way to reveal that. Like, hey, can John come out to play? No, not today. He's dead. But listen to the follow-up. A happy ending of sorts. He always did want to be cremated. Is this lady, like, a gypsy spy? I never even heard that term before, but tell me it wouldn't be a thing in this universe. He tries calling home to get some support, but it looks like his wife is already getting support from the doctor. She's in the kitchen with Dr. Houston. What's Dr. Mikey doing there? He's been here a lot. Why? Jesus, I'm finally hot and now you have an affair on me? He locates the Court of Miracles and demands the old man take the curse off him. You got no business with us, white man from town. And we got no business with you. Is he doing an impression of the daughter's impression of Brando earlier? Fa! 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 What are we doing? Duncan Hobley is dead. So is Gary Rossington. That wasn't us, that was warlocks! They're always watering down our perfectly good curses. I'm asking you nicely. Take it off before this goes any further. No, just put some Windex on it, you'll be fine. I curse you! The curse of the white man from town! <laughs> <laughs> you already cursed us with your pumpkin spice lattes, your Christian rap, your whatever the hell's playing, honey! The granddaughter once again uses her slingshot because she's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and he finally calls Mafia man Richie to help him out. should have called me earlier, Billy. A lot earlier. You're even looking like a timeline for Gary Oldman's makeup effects. He puts signs up all over the place and even hires a random person to keep an eye on the gypsies, because as we all know, people in the Mafia rarely have helpers around. It sadly doesn't turn out well for him, though. I'm surprised you're having such a calm reaction. I'm not gonna lie, I'm holding back a little- Jesus goddamn Christ! So I'm very impressed. Richie opens fire at them at night, which, after chickening a guy to death, you really should have had your guard up. Throw your curses at him! And I guess they don't get a good look as he poses as an FBI agent the next day. 
was him that was at this camp last night, wasn't it? Would you mind accompanying me to identify him personally? Would you mind if I convinced you a little bit more, uh, suspicious-like? But she eventually puts together, it's our trap! Photo of the man we suspect attacked your camp. It was you! Arrest yourself immediately! Richie, no! He puts a glass of acid on her head. Yeah, clearly different from the acid King was doing when he wrote this. And the old man finally tells him how to be free of the evil possession. See, if you want to get rid of the curse, you have to give it to this pie. You want to get rid of the curse, you got to give it to this pie. Oh, wait, I was just kidding. Is that really the answer? You give this pie with the curse inside to somebody else. What is this? If the ring was a possessed pastry? Even Maximum Overdrive would be looking at this saying, No, really, King, what were you on when you came up with this? First, you got to give it to this pie. Now, when you say that, do you mean give it to the pie, or do you mean, like, give it to the pie? In this story, I believe either. He has to give the pie with the curse in it to someone else, which, of course, moves as cartoony as you would imagine. Tom and Jerry's Mr. Hyde Milk was more subtle. And he gives the pie to his wife, which, again, seems really out of character. Is it strawberry? Uh-huh. Billy, that's my favorite. <laughs> I know. Like, okay, she's cheating on him and everything, but Slingshot Girl constantly tried to kill him and he thought death was too far. Richie, no. So when did he become this awful? Getting evens, also what it's all about. You bitch. He doesn't even have a hint of emotion when she dies horrifically the next morning. Strawberry pie. Mmm. How is this supposed to be the same guy from before? Again, he wasn't a good person per se, but he wasn't a straight-up slasher villain. I believe Anakin pureeing younglings before I believe he'd come this far this fast. I just had a piece of your pie for breakfast. It was delicious. But his daughter comes home and eats the pie as well. Oh, what quippy evil line does he have about that? Oh, he actually cares about her randomly, so okay. So, in an attempt to save her, he decides to eat the pie, killing himself off and saving her. At least, that's what the original ending was. But the test audiences hated it so much that they added, I guess a happier ending? I was just gonna dig into a big slice of this breakfast pie. You're gonna join me. Oh, thank goodness, both endings blow. And that was thinner. It's pretty, pretty bad. On the one hand, this could have been a goofy as hell zany schlock fest like Sleepwalkers or like I mentioned before, Maximum Overdrive. But it's stuck somewhere in between wanting to be a smart thriller and wanting to be a campy B-movie, and you really can't have it both ways on this one. The characters and tone are way too inconsistent, which makes the comedy confusing and the drama boring. It would have been fine if they just kept it simple and didn't throw in this complicated comic book shit that, for some reason, King often shoehorns in. Now, to be fair, I haven't read the story it was based on, so maybe this isn't King's fault as much as I think it is, but it sure does have the goofy trademarks of a lot of his other crazy works here. Like I said before, though, there are a lot of moments that are so batshit they can be pretty entertaining. Just not quite as entertaining as his other enjoyably bad library. When he's good, there's a lot of great stuff, but when he's bad, once in a while, a little bit of magic happens. And while that's definitely not the majority here, I will admit every once in a while, there are some good laughs. And that wraps up Nostalgia-ween! Really? Seem kind of underwhelming this year. Aren't these usually kind of bigger productions? 
You know, maybe it has something to do with that gypsy I hit with my car earlier this week. He whispered something to me and I can't remember what it was. Let me hit him again with my car to see exactly what he said. Hey, me again. What'd you whisper to me that one time? Shingo. Oh, right. His hands were like claws and his nose. This month for Cameos for Charity, we're doing Build Chicago. We've worked with this group before, and I can tell you this is a fantastic organization. Their mission is to help build hope, resilience, and a path to a promising future for young people. Reaching over 2,500 youths a year, they work hard to inspire hope and offer opportunities to those who didn't always have access to them. So if you want a cameo of me saying happy birthday or good luck or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. Or if you like, no, you suck, I don't like you, you suck. Well, consider checking out this organization anyway. It's great people doing great work, and you can play a big part in helping out in their efforts.